2: Nine nine five gold. That's eight three three nine nine five gold. Eight three three nine nine five G O L D.
3: Born from the tragedy of nine eleven, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently.
2: Tunnel the Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel the Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes.
3: The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, t.org.
2: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast.
3: Friday edition of Clay and Buck starts right now, everybody. Thanks for being here with us. We have much to discuss with you. Uh, over 6,000 Uh, bombs have been dropped on Gaza in the uh, aftermath of the mass casualty terror attack perpetrated by Hamas. Um, we'll get into the latest there, including the warning from, uh, the state of uh, Israel that over a million Palestinians should evacuate the northern Gaza strip within the next 24 hours. Plus Hamas has called for a global day of rage. And so a lot of counterterrorist units around the world, a lot of major cities, particularly in the West, uh, escalated police presence at a whole range of sites down in D.C. and Capitol Hill. Staffers are notified, have been notified about enhanced operations because of the uh, leadership of Hamas, again, calling for this. Day of Rage. Uh, synagogues in places like New York and, and Florida are, uh, some of them are considering shutting down today or uh, they have additional security procedures uh, in place. I want to talk to you about that. And then some some other news stories on the radar. Um, Immigration and Customs Enforcement has put out an official number uh, of how many migrants have entered the U.S. I- illegally, under the Biden administration up to this point. And then, uh, something else. The former governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger has some thoughts on what Democrats are trying to do in, well, pretty much every city. And, uh, we'll talk more about this later, but I'm coming to you actually from, uh, South Bend, Indiana right now. Um, Clay, here's the situation. Uh, the first of all, we're, we're on a bit of a high alert here in a lot of places. The major, uh, cities that have been traditional targets of terror in the past, New York, Washington, D.C., um, obviously the American Jewish community particularly concerned on the day of rage. Uh, meanwhile, the IDF, with its 300,000 reservists who have been called up, are, it seems, about to go into a ground campaign to clear Gaza out of Hamas elements as as, Thoroughly as it can capture kill missions all over, uh, Gaza. So we'll, we'll see as that unfolds. It is likely to be a, a difficult campaign that will take, uh, days, perhaps weeks. Um, but in the meantime, Clay, a, a reminder that there are still elements of the global jihad all over the world. And it's bringing me back to my days in NYPD intelligence and the CIA's counterterrorism center. We're, we're all feeling a bit of, of a, a state of alert, a state of uh, anxiousness at the possibility of some kind of solidarity, attacks, follow-on attacks, copycats, those sorts of things.
2: Yeah, I was on the phone, Buck, this morning, um, and uh, I talked to a couple of different friends who have kids that attend Jewish schools um, on the East Coast, both in New York and in Florida, and they have got, um, right now added security that are standing outside of those schools because of concerns that with what's going on in Gaza and what's going on in Israel and the potential call for violence around the world in the United States that Jewish schools could be targeted. Um, and one of my guys that I talked to this morning said, uh, when his wife drove by, there was a, a soldier with a machine gun, uh, standing outside of the school. Uh, and I, I talked to a couple of people in Florida who are friends. Uh, that have kids go to Jewish schools, they said that they have extra security that is outside of those schools to get ready for anything that might occur. Um, And I saw someone tweeting earlier today that, good credit to him, I'm sure that there are other governors around the country doing this, but I saw it in particular that Ron DeSantis had put um police officers, ensured that police officers in Florida were sitting outside of Jewish schools today with added security. Do you ever wonder, who's the good guy's? Uh, it's not the people that are forcing Jewish schools all over America to have more security than they ordinarily would. And these schools oftentimes are even more secured than certainly any schools, uh, on average are all over the country because of concerns about anti-Semitism. And I used to think that we were all kind of a lied buck in believing that discriminating against Jewish people is, is awful and indefensible. And I bet you, uh, and certainly I did growing up, and then I went to a, a school with a huge Jewish population at GW, the amount of time that we spent studying the Holocaust was uh, pretty substantial. And from an age of you know 10, 11, 12 years old all the way through college, it was a huge part of the instruction, I think, of anybody who went uh, to school in that era. And the number one question you know we got to ask, Buck, how could this have ever happened? How in relatively civilized times, 1940s, not that long ago, a lot of people out there have friends and family members who were born in the 1940s who remember World War II and the Holocaust. How could this have ever happened in living memory? And I I couldn't believe it, Buck, but what's happening now, I can see, because there's lots of people who have evil in their hearts and will move, when given the opportunity to uh, to endorse and react to that evil as it pertains to how Jewish people are treated. Um, yes. A- Anti-Semitism
3: has been around a lot longer, as you know, going back really thousands of, of years at this point, uh, whether you're talking about pogroms or the expulsion of Jews from Spain, or, I mean, there's so many periods all throughout history. Um, we are most familiar with the last hundred years or so of, of anti-Semitism. But to your point... We live in a time where one of the one of the things that is you are most unified about, we're supposed to be most unified about in the West, is the uh, the hatred, the um, discrimination against people for innate, immutable, central characteristics. Right, so we know in the West. Is there a greater crime than racism, for example, in our no. society? And we're all we're all united on 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 this. And yet, on the issue of anti-Semitism, what we've seen here is a, a whole range of either outright support for it, which I think has been uh, particularly jarring and and horrifying to people, given what just happened in Israel a few days ago. And and then also a lot of well. I don't support Hamas but I also support the Palestinian cause and I you know this or on the one hand on the other hand I mean I can I can assure you that as Israel is preparing here for this major ground invasion and it's going to be a difficult bloody and and uh, ugly process as all wars are there will be civilian casualties Israelis will try to limit those to their greatest ability as they always do Remember, if Israel wanted to, I mean, this is, I think, sometimes worth setting as, uh, the expectations or the outer, outer sort of framework of this discussion. If Israel wanted to level the entirety of Gaza, I mean, every single structure that exists there, it could do so. It's not going to do so because it's going to go after Hamas and militant elements. So if the roles were reversed, however, as we know, if Hamas were in a, in a place where it could destroy the entirety of Tel Aviv, um, it, Hamas would do so and think that it was righteous in, in the cause. So there's no moral equivalency to be had between the two sides in this conflict. Um, but I do think what we're going to see in the, in the days ahead are a lot of people who have been perhaps a little quiet uh, or even a little supportive, but a little quiet about the atrocity that Hamas, the mass atrocity that Hamas committed. And then they're going to switch to all of a sudden every Casualty, including those that are induced by Hamas. Hamas, as we know, wants there to be more civilian casualties. Wants there to be more quote martyrs in this process. Um, there'll be a lot of people here at home in the West, in America, who say, "See, Israel is doing what it always does. It overreacts, or is- Israel is not using uh, commensurate force for what happened here." So you're going to hear some of that um, in the days ahead, and and I think right now. You know, people are just on edge, uh, Clay, in general. I'm not a superstitious person, uh, but it is Friday the 13th, as we know. A day of rage has been called for. There have been some uh, violent riots and there have been some violent attacks, but nothing on a mass terror scale yet today. But uh, the world is on edge, and I think it's in large part because we've been reminded by Hamas of the depth of evil that does exist in this world and its willingness to... Uh, or its ability to be unleashed at a moment's notice.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And, And what I would say in general is certainly you should always be aware of your surroundings. But I think if you change your behavior for fear of being a victim of terror, then you are in many ways allowing the terrorists to win. Because what they want to do is change our behavior and attack the freedoms that make America the greatest country that's ever existed in the history of the world. And so I understand there's a lot of apprehension. There's a lot of nervousness. I just said I think it's smart to have added security at Jewish schools. For instance, right now, I would keep that security for probably months into the future because I don't think this is going to be fast. And I think everybody out there needs to prepare themselves, Buck. As you just said, as we prepare for Israel to really go in to Gaza and go after Hamas in an aggressive way, prepare yourselves for the likes of viral disinformation – That you may have never seen before because there is going to be this moral equivalency of, Oh, well, these young babies got killed in Israel. And now look at what's happened with the bombing. This is a young child that died in Palestine. These are her parents. It's awful. War is hell, as I believe, uh, William Sherman said, uh, succinctly back in the days of the civil war. But when you start a war, you don't, don't then get to run and hide and blame the other side for the consequences of you starting this war. Uh, Hamas made this decision. I think they made the decision to a large extent, Buck, and I haven't seen this discussed a lot, to try to end normalization of relations that were appeared to be close between Israel and Saudi Arabia. And now that's on hold, and it seems unlikely that that's going to happen anytime soon. I don't think the timing on this is coincidental. Uh, but prepare yourself for an onslaught of social media Look, look at what the Jews did. They're awful. The Palestinians are the real victims. And I don't think this is going away anytime soon because I think we've allowed this victim culture, this anti-colonization concept. Let me just say this. I mean, I I I, 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 I bet you would agree with me, Buck, and maybe this is a longer form discussion. Western civilization and colonization in general have benefited people around the world. Like I don't even buy into the idea that the idea of colonies back in the day somehow made everything worse for the people who were living in those colonies. I think Western civilization in general, was it uh, certainly imperfect? Were there uh, mass casualty events, deaths? Yes. But on some total, uh, the the value of the civilization brought to bear in many of these societies exceeds what the cost was. And it's like you can't even say that anymore in many parts of uh, academia.
3: And it brings me back to something else you won't often hear people talk about, uh, but that is the history of Islam is a history of colonial conquest as well. It's just colonial conquest under, uh, the banner of a crescent moon and a religious belief. But this, the, uh, there's a whole bunch of the region, you know, where, where the Palestinians yeah. are now used to be something called the Byzantine Empire. It used to be Christian. In fact, there are some very famous mosques now that used to be Eastern uh Eastern Orthodox Christian cathedrals. So if we're gonna do this historical claim to land thing, I think we might want to be a little bit more precise in our history. And if we're gonna talk about expansionist powers and colonialism, you'll have to explain what exactly was going on in this part of the world in the eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh centuries and so on. So um but most importantly for right now, we're just hoping that uh today passes without major incident. Uh, here in the West at home in America and, and also clay that the Israeli operation, which is as just as any just war could be, uh, is, is, is efficient, is fast, minimizes civilian casualties and captures or kills, uh, Hamas fighters and Hamas leadership, which is the stated goal of Benjamin Netanyahu and the Israeli state. I want to take some of your calls on this as well. Um, and I learned, I'd i say, I'd, I'd reiter- reiterate what Clay, I mean, I used to do counterterrorism for a living. Um, don't be afraid. You know, be smart, but don't be afraid is always the way to approach this. Uh, the Statistically, the chances of something like this being a, a problem for any one individual is such that you have to go about living your life. Um, but just maintain situational awareness the same way you always would. But there's no need for fear. There's no need for anxiety here at America right now. Put this on your calendar, Friday through Sunday, December 1st through 3rd in Tampa, Florida. It's the Invest Wealth Summit. I'm going to be there, so will Tucker Carlson, Lisa Booth, and a whole lineup of really interesting speakers. If you want to learn how to create financial freedom and security for your future, then you need to be at the Invest Wealth Summit. Get your tickets at investwealthsummit.com today. This event is organized by Dutch Mendenhall and his company, Rad Diversified dutch has done well for himself in real estate investing and he's interested in sharing his success path with you you're going to learn how to diversify your portfolio without relying solely on wall street explore alternative investments gain access to unique opportunity and hidden gems uncover untapped potential in real estate startups and innovative technologies learn how to reduce your tax burden and much more secure your seat at investwealthsummit.com today tickets will sell out fast so make your plans and i'll see you there Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals.
2: Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-GOLD. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not
1: so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance.
0: And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors.
1: So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate?
0: HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock
1: technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling wrong codes and fraud.
0: HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe. You can even have
1: HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills.
0: To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't
1: enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com do it before you see another health care provider healthlock.com healthlock.com
3: look i'm a two-way guy second amendment all about it i appreciate the sport of shooting i appreciate marksmanship i appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself i also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price my first career out of college put me in parts of the world where you know what i had to have a firearm to protect myself Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. Bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order.
2: Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Buck, I saw this and I wanted to read it quickly. Um, this is a guy named Michael Schwartz. He is a Harvard alum uh, of both the undergrad and the law school. This is only a couple of paragraphs, but I know many of you out there listening right now who've attended schools, colleges, universities around the country have been really taken aback uh, by the number of students that have been protesting in favor of the Hamas terrorists and also of the cowardice of many different institutions. And I love this, book. I wanted to read it. I graduated from the place that used to be Harvard College in the class of 1963 and the place that used to be Harvard Law School in 1967. I don't wish to have even the slightest affiliation with the debased and corrupt institutions that now bear their names. The university's disgraceful silence in the face of the barbarism in southern Israel is a blot that will never be expunged. You have turned your back on the civilization it was your mission to preserve and defend. Please remove me from your records as an alum and stop sending me messages except the one that confirms your compliance with these requests. I love the email, Buck, but... What I have decided to do, and I said this on the air recently, and I would encourage many of you out there to do it, is if you're unhappy with the decisions that your college or university are making, don't give them money. Just give money to other locations. I won't donate to GW. I I won't do it because I'm disgusted by what they've done. Find other places more deserving of your money and and vote with your cash in terms of what you uh, approve of and don't approve of at the university.
3: It has been surprising, even having witnessed myself some of these, uh, pro-Palestinian protests in the past. Now remember that was at different times, not right after a mass casualty terrorist attack of the brutality and savagery that we just saw, but, but even still, um, I'm surprised at how large some of these pro, let's be clear, they're really pro-Hamas protests. That's yes. what this is. You know, when they're talking about the intifada and the struggle and all this stuff. And, uh, it, it's been a wake up call for a lot of people across the country to see the degree of anti-Semitism that exists on campuses and in a lot of places.
2: No doubt. Uh, well said by that alum of Harvard. The reviews for my pillow are in and people absolutely love it. It has the same great fill of the original pillow, but they've leveled up with new fabric made with temperature regulating thread major improvement the my pillow 2.0 uh will make you sleep even better and you can get them right now 50 percent off queen size pillows now just 39.99 king size pillows just 10 bucks more my pillow 2.0 100 percent made in the usa 60 day money back guarantee 10 year warranty go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special square to get the queen size uh for just 39.99 king size just 10 bucks more Enter the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269. Stay cool, get comfy. Get a MyPillow 2.0 today. Use that code Clay and Buck. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We told you that this was
3: going to happen, and, and it was entirely predictable. It is already happening. You are hearing uh people who were perhaps, depending on who we're talking about, a little muted in their criticism of the atrocity that Hamas committed against men, women, children, tiny babies in, uh, Israel. But now you're seeing people that are speaking out against the, uh, response. And I, I've always said this, this, this brings me back to the 9-11 era as well, that, that there are people in this country. There are those who are the, I would call them the enemies of civilization who, Think the, the problem is not the terrorism. It is the fighting against terrorism that we should be on guard against, right? Uh, that, that's something that you can go back and see has been a, a consistent and repeated debate around these kinds of issues, whether it was with ISIS or Al Qaeda or you name it. Hamas, obviously now as well. This has been a, an issue in the past too. Remember Hamas, the reason they built this billion dollar barrier. Is, uh, in what's called the second intifada in the early 2000s, Hamas just was infiltrating suicide bombers into as many places as possible for maximum civilian casualties, going to, uh, birthday parties, bus, uh, going into bus terminals, going into anywhere where they could have a concentration of people. So that heinousness had to stop. So they built the wall, um, and, and the security barrier. Now, we're seeing the beginnings of the Israeli response to this, the military response with the airstrikes now, thousands of airstrikes or thousands of of munitions have already been dropped. We think the ground invasion could happen in a matter of, well, a, certainly a days, perhaps even hours of speaking to you. Meanwhile, here we have over at The View, they're warning us, or at least Sonny Hostin is telling us about the, uh, the Israeli... War crimes, play it.
0: Retaliation against innocent civilians collectively is also terror and it's also a war crime. And again, those are not my words. Those are the words of the law. don't think Hamas
3: attacking Israel well, but but is I the, the reason that question, they have a the problem ever- now?
0: What Israel is saying consistently is, if you want your water, if you want your electricity, release our hostages. In yes, my view, that's, that's, that's exactly. not an irrational question. And that's not an irrational demand. Okay. Release our people that you are holding and I just, there I, and I as human shields. And, and they should, what, in the process, they should really refrain from committing war crimes.
3: I don't think the Israelis need a lecture on war crimes from Sonny Hostin. I'd say Anna Navarro actually sounding more more sensible there than I would have anticipated, understanding that, I mean, they've taken hostages. There's all laws of war, all Geneva Convention uh, uh agreements. Clay, every aspect of, I mean, basic human morality has already been cast off by Hamas.
2: Yeah, I'm fired up on this, Buck, uh, in terms of the way that people like Sonny Hostin are speaking out. And if Sonny Hostin were actually willing to have a conversation with people who have IQs of over 100, and she came onto this show, for example, and I'm not just picking on Sonny Hostin because I think her worldview is far too predominant in left-wing media today, Buck. What would Sonny Hostin say if there were rallies on campuses in the week after George Floyd was dead, led by student groups, saying that BLM was a terrorist organization? She what would, would her response have been? It. She would have wanted of them all expelled. That's right. She would have immediately gone on The View. She would have demanded that any student who appeared at that rally be immediately expelled from the university. And now she is defending the rights of uh, Hamas and I mean of, of Hamas and students to argue that Hamas is being treated unfairly and again this is in the week in which this assault has occurred and I want all of you out there to pay attention to this because to me this goes to the essence of the rotten core of the left in this country they would not allow anybody to say a word about George Floyd's past you couldn't even bring up the fact that George Floyd was a felon or that he was on drugs. Or, Buck, that there's really still never been any indication that George Floyd died because he was black. Right? There's never been any indica I've never seen any report, maybe I've missed it, that there were racial slurs ye- yelled at him or that the officers involved when George Floyd died did that to him because he was black. Buck, we've talked and shared stories of white guys who have ended up getting shot and killed. Uh, that one, uh, uh, video, which is hard to watch of the person in the hotel hallway. Remember where like, uh, it basically yes. looks like a public execution. Daniel,
3: Daniel Shaver. I wrote about this when it happened. It was in uh, Arizona some years ago. Yeah.
2: Looks like a public educa- execution. Almost no one talks about it. I'm not saying police are perfect. They're clearly flawed. They're humans like everybody else. But if you had said any of that, and you were a college kid, or you had shown up and you had said, hey, I think BLM's actually going to be ultimately destructive to the safety of many different minority groups. I think it's tearing down uh, many different relationships in the United States. I think this group is a terrorist organization, and I don't think we should be supporting BLM. She would have demanded that every single student who showed up at that protest be immediately uh, expelled from the university. And you know what, Buck? I think any student who showed up at a protest like that on a university in the week when George Floyd died would have immediately been expelled. Immediately. Now, I would have disagreed with that, because I think college kids should have the opportunity to show up and say stupid things.
3: So, I was going to say, I mean, you know, the principle here, though, is... Yes. And this is where, it's interesting to me, campuses, I'm sure, if pushed on this, if the president of fill-in-the-blank university... I mean, I'm right here in South Bend. I don't think there's a lot of this going on at Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's any of it going on at Notre Dame, but I don't know. Um, but if the, if the university president was pushed, I'm sure he or she would say, while we don't condone what's being said, it is free speech. But to your point, that free speech principle by these schools would certainly not be extended to the death of George Floyd and people saying he died of uh, you know basically fentanyl in his system plus hyperventilation plus heart failure you know you, you couldn't if you were you making couldn't have had a rally on, on campus, a campus
2: that just said buck george floyd is not a hero not even to attack blm you couldn't have had a rally in the week after george floyd died on any campus in america and said george floyd is not a martyr he's not a hero you would have immediately been expelled from the university
3: i i, I think there would have been schools that would have taken action i, I would wonder if they would go so far as to expel there also would have been antifa style violence against people that were taking that isn't interesting you don't see at these big pro hamas rallies that are going on the people that oppose it also oppose it with with words i mean they're very upset understandably so but they're not showing up and you know throwing rocks and bottles and hitting people with clubs
2: and buck every student who showed up at that rally that just george floyd is not a hero we're going to have a rally. George Floyd is not a hero. Every student that showed up at that rally would have been immediately doxxed. That is, their pictures would have been widely distributed. Every bit of their biography would have been out there. There would have been a demand that they never be hired. And I really do believe most universities in America would have expelled them. I do. And so, I look, if the standard is going to be what the standard, I think, should be, college kids say and do stupid things on campus. But we should try to educate them. We shouldn't be trying to cancel them. We shouldn't be trying to kick them out. My point is the Sonny Hostins of the world don't have a principled stand. They don't stand for free speech. They want people they disagree with canceled. They don't want them to be able to have jobs. They don't want them to be able to go to schools. And for the people that they uh, agree with, it doesn't matter how offensive the speech might be. They will defend it. That is everything that is wrong, I believe. With the foundation of the left in this country and bucket used to be that the ACLU would support Nazis marching in Skokie, Illinois, not because they supported the Nazis, but because they believed that free speech should be the principle upon all upon which all of American life is founded.
3: What, what the left has engaged in for a long time or is really central to the psychological and, and ethical makeup of the left in America and, and really the left as a political entity in, in general around the world is moral relativity and situational ethics. Yes. It's it's true in this case because I want it to be. It's not true in that case because I don't want it to be. And everything else is really just noise and talking points. So this is what we see on this issue along with so many others. 800 282 2882 if, if you've been surprised by what you've seen on campus, um, or if, if you want to weigh in on just how some in the media are, have been responding to this incident to, to, to also, I think it's worth noting, and we'll get into this in a second. There have been some places that have been very strong on this, uh, that you are, that are not conservative, that are not right wing, that are not even, you know, center politically that have actually come out and condemned very aggressively what happened. And, and it's. That moral clarity is at some level reassuring um despite all the craziness that we're seeing from some others. So we'll get into that. 802822882 Start earning high yield returns in a low yield market by investing in Phoenix Capital Group's corporate bonds. Choose your investment amount, term limit and earn returns from 9 to 13% annual interest with Phoenix Capital's domestic energy asset bonds. Starting at $5,000 you can earn 9% annual interest with a three-year term Reg A-plus offering paid monthly. These bonds have been qualified with the SEC and are also independently audited. Phoenix Capital buys energy royalties previously reserved for institutional investors, now accessible to you, the savvy investor. Phoenix Capital Group is disrupting the traditional energy industry through their proprietary offerings, yielding up to 13% annual interest. Learn more by downloading the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. For a private investor meeting, visit phxonair.com for an appointment with Matt Willer, Managing Director of Capital Markets. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today for more information.
2: Sometimes, all you can do is laugh. And they do a lot of it with the Sunday Hang. Join Clay and Buck as they laugh it up in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
2: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can
3: look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two,
2: When you have health insurance, it's easy to
1: think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance.
0: And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors.
1: So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate?
0: Healthlock can help. Healthlock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance.
1: When your medical claim comes in, Healthlock Technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud.
0: Healthlock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe. You can even have Healthlock work on your behalf to get money back from select
1: past bills.
0: To date, Healthlock has helped its members save over $130 million.
1: Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit healthlock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. Healthlock.com. Healthlock.com.
3: Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret. Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order.
2: Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Um, Sonny Hostin may have said something even dumber than what she said yesterday. Uh, And word, that's just a tease because that is not going to stun any of you that it could be so incredibly stupid. Uh, But we're going to play that for you in the next hour or so. It's also the Friday edition of the program, 800-282-2882. You guys can weigh in. Uh, on a variety of different topics but we should mention and we have not so far that the speaker of the house battle is ongoing and there are now two candidates i believe uh that are there um and uh i want to make sure austin scott i do not know austin scott do you know austin scott buck no nope. um he is now running to be speaker as well yesterday steve scalise dropped out jim jordan uh, who we thought and have said from the moment this all started is likely to be the next speaker is still in the mix as well. Uh, so we will see, uh, whether or not that is going to continue, uh, to play itself out or whether we're going to get any resolution today. Uh, I will say with everything going on in, Ham- uh, in Hamas with Israel and everything else associated with that buck, the speaker thing would have be receiving a ton of attention. I get the sense people don't really care given all the attention on Israel right now.
3: I don't, I I mean, you have to really care a lot about politics right now to care about who the speaker of the house is going to be going into a presidential election year where not a single piece of major legislation is going to get done. Nothing is really going to change. The Congress is divided. Democrats have the Senate. Democrats have the White House. So it's interesting to the political nerds, um, which, and, and I say that with love. Uh, it's interesting those who are really fixated on this stuff. I mean, I I would hope that I'm I'm in that category too. But I mean, I would ask anybody who the anybody who is who really thinks it's a major story. I would the question I would pose is, what's the difference if it's Jim Jordan or if it's I mean, look, Jim Jordan would be my choice. We all we like yep. Jim Jordan here on the show a lot. Um, but if it's one of these other possible, as long as it's a Republican. Which I've said all along, I, I think that's, that's clearly going to be the case. Um, the real long-term difference is, is pretty minimal. And, and, and the, the ouster of McCarthy as well, you know, he did some good things initially. And, uh, the, certainly the house oversight on the Republican side has been very useful in getting the truth out about the Biden crime family. But I, th- th- we do need to stay within the art of the possible or perhaps we do need a reality check. It's not like if we had a great speaker, there'd be all this amazing legislation that would be happening and the debt would be under control or, you know, the deficit would be under control. Um, You know, this is a little bit of insider baseball stuff. This is really just about power struggles on Capitol Hill within the Republican Party and the future of it, the leadership of it, stuff like that. It doesn't really, you know, the next 12 months, I don't think it makes all that much difference which Republican is Speaker of the House. That's my take on it.
2: I agree with that. And I, 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 do think that, um, what's going on in Israel has drawn so much attention. We should mention, uh, our affiliate in DC, uh, 104.7. Uh, we're going to be in DC Wednesday, Thursday, Friday doing live shows next week. Uh, so we'll probably, uh, get some sort of resolution and have some further discussion about this. We got a bunch of people who want to weigh in, a variety of different callers. Uh, and it is Friday, so let's take in uh, some of these callers with a lot of different subjects. Brian in Kansas, starting with you. Uh, what's up, man? Thanks for listening.
3: Hey, Mega Dittos guys. Uh, got a question for Buck, uh, being the intelligence guy. You know, by reputation, Mossad is one of the elite intelligence agencies in the world. And my question is do you think they had no idea this was coming? Or, you know, did they just totally fail? Or. You know, what do you think is ha- going to happen there? And then on the flip side, what do you think their capabilities are to get these Hamas
2: leaders that are in hiding around the world?
3: So, um, the, the, what you're saying about Mossad is, is true that it is considered one of the very best, uh, in the world. And, and it is an elite intelligence service with very high level capabilities. Um, but it, it also reminds people are saying, "How could this have happened?" Uh, it's clearly an intelligence failure. But um, I'm re- I'm reminded of what the IRA said about uh an attempt. I believe it was an attempt on Thatcher, which is that uh, they said when they they were um today we were unlucky, but remember we only have to be lucky once. You have to be lucky always. Uh, which is a pretty chilling quote from terror, you know, from the, the terrorist canon, if you will, um, Hamas has been fighting against constant, I'm sorry, Mossad has been fighting against Hamas constantly for, uh, for decades. And how this could have slipped by, I mean, I, I'm not familiar with the intelligence warnings they may or may not have had, obviously, even if I was back in the agency, I probably wouldn't have been able to see any of that. Um, but like i said they they only had to plan it and execute it one time for this kind of an event to occur uh i'm sure there'll be a lot of after action assessment i'm sure there'll be um changes in practices and policies but that will come after the hamas war that they are fighting right now which is to clear out gaza hamas elements um but i'll, I'll continue to think about that one and, and try to give more context and analysis for it um you know after 9-11 We did have an understanding as to how the signals were missed. We will eventually, but first, Israel has a war to win. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, govx.com is for you. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve.
2: Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer.
3: slash i heart.